Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Oh, Graham, put your phone down. Oh. It's awful. You, that's glued to your hand permanently. Yeah, it's a bad habit. It's not a good habit, is it, at all? No, no. You wanted to bring it. up a nun. I was trying I know, to give I'm going to bring a nun, OK? <laughs> bring a nun. of it. <laughs> bring a... <laughs> I was going to bring a nun. <laughs> I was going to ring a nun. That's a nasty <laughs> habit. <laughs> so why you put your phone in your hand? <laughs> you were going to ring a nun. <laughs> it's like, what are those apps called where you can have religious redemption dates? on demand no, like what's on tinder no it's not gonna have a dating app ring, ring a monastery date with jesus <laughs> yes help. ring a nun it's like your mum but it's up the alphabet one i think we've discovered another perfect product you know we're just giving these people far too much ring a nun okay so we were going to talk about bad habits one of which is people who play with their phone all the time yeah but now you've discovered another reason for them to well, do I was, that I was thinking I might ring a nun ring a nun that's right <laughs> used to be a ring a pigeon but I've gone into the religious version the homing nun <laughs> the homing nun <laughs> so anyone listening that does want to invest in this fledgling project <laughs> Do feel free to message us or just send some sort of note to Graham about how inappropriate that was, really. Well, like the best monasteries and places, nunneries, uh, <laughs> my phone is on silent now. Yes, good. So we're good to go. Good. We're good to go. Well, stay. Do you have your phone on you all the time? Most of the time. Do you have it at meal times? No. That winds me up when you're in a restaurant and you can see people on date night or they're, they're out on a first date, they're both staring at their phones. Why would they do that? Because obviously the other person's very boring and they're think, trying to make the time pass. No, I think it's a habit, but they can't resist looking at their phone. Well, everyone's got fear of missing out, mm. haven't they? FOMO. They, <laughs> is, See, is that what it is? It's, it's called FOMO. FOMO, fear of missing out. Because, oh. you know, we're so busy now, we can't actually spend time saying the full words. We have to come up with an acronym that tries to make us sound slightly more intelligent than we actually are. But it's FOMO, fear of missing out. Not just that, though, because when we were at a carol do, they asked you not to take pictures and photos and so on. And yet loads of people, I noticed, kept getting their phone out. They're thinking, oh, well, I, I won't distract anybody. But if you're sat there and there's loads of these little lights come flashing on and off, they don't have to be taking flash photos. They just have got a brightly lit screen. It's disruptive. But they can't not use this little item in their pocket. Because we're so used to telling everybody where we are and what we're doing so that we can brag to people about what we've done. See, um, nobody ever puts on Facebook, I've been stuck in a drain for three and a half hours, no, no. do they? They tend to put, I'm in the Maldives, I'm having a wonderful time, I've just won the lottery, please don't DM me, things like that. Or it's mass bad news, so-and-so's mm. died. But you're forgetting people such as me who want the El Zorro effect. You say we always want to tell people where we are. Yeah. And El Zorro didn't. One of my heroes. Who is El Zorro? El Zorro, you know, the Spanish sort of hat mask and... Wasn't he just called Zorro? Fencing. <laughs> 
in the English version. <laughs> well, I was introduced to him by my Auntie Ella. She might have wheedled her name into his. She wasn't much of a linguist, but perhaps she shortened Ella to L. Hello, Mr. Zorro. Would you fancy a nice cup of tea? Anyway, he was standing on a rooftop. Yeah. Dressed in black, cape fluttering in the breeze. Nobody's going to spot him. Yeah, in an Aldi. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not from where I come from, anyway. Nobody looks up that much, too up too. So where are we going with El Zorro? Anyone else? It was just that you seem to imply that people need their phones because they need to let people know where they are. It's almost as if if we don't keep up to date on social media or on our phones, checking what other people are doing or updating what we're doing, it's like we're not alive. Is it the phone that's a habit or is it the social media or checking emails that's the habit? I've known people to just need to touch their phone. So the amount of people I've seen in in business meetings that have their phone right in front of them during the meeting, when really you should be paying attention to what's going on, and they check it and they can't help but finger the phone Mm. on a regular basis throughout the meeting. Apparently, worst case scenario, employees are looking at their phones 2,170 odd times per day. How do you know that? I read an article Uh on my phone (laughs) when I was at work. (laughs) It's a nasty habit. After I'd uh, told everyone where I was. It seems to me you've just implied really life's a habit. Uh, It is, but we're not living it. We're telling everybody we're living it, but we're not living it. I've seen people have the most amazing experiences where they might be watching their lifelong idol doing a performance or something like that, and they're just watching it through their screen on their phone because they're videoing it, taking photographs, or they're on Facebook telling people that they're doing it. So you're not living it. Yeah, that's a dangerous habit. I've fallen foul of that on holiday when our son was really young, and my wife would say, oh, that looks great, let's take pictures of that and I seem to be the designated photographer. Mm. So often I didn't enjoy the holiday because all the time I had my face behind this phone taking pictures All of my family holiday photos look like we're a single parent family and I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bad habit, isn't it? I think it is a bad habit. It's not good. And the world has got so many billions of photographs now and it's ever increasing. I don't know where to put them all. Yeah, who's going to look at them? Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. What's the intention? Who's going to look at these photos? I find my storage keeps telling me it's full. I don't know what to do after that. When people trace their family trees and they come up with a photo, this is the only surviving photo of my great-grandmother or something. And yet in years to come, they're going to say, oh my God, we've got 432,000 pictures of my (laughs) great-grandmother. It'd take my lifetime to look at the bloody things. I am not going to have a habit of looking at these photos. Some with cat emoji masks on it. Some with dancing elves. (laughs) Yes. Look, she's got whiskers. (laughs) My grandma, oh no, not like that. But photography's not an art form anymore. Well, it's getting better as the phones become cleverer, Mm. so they decide what to take a picture of. Yeah, but you don't have to think, do you? Just hold your phone up and snap away. No, I was thinking the phone will take the photo for you. I'm thinking it will evolve to have legs (laughs) and it'll just go out for the day and come back and say, yeah, that's what you're missing. Yeah, don't have to leave now. That's Job done. Right. Sorted for you. You just stay. I've got a nasty habit of staying at home all day while my gadgets live for me. Your phone's sending you text messages that say, at the end of the day, Graham. That's another you, habit. Oh, at the end of the day. I hate, yeah, no, I've made, I've made a, a... Phrases. I know. Oh. There's a lot of them as well, aren't there? There are. There are. Uh, my favourite at the moment 
I like to say just saying. Just saying. Just saying. So I'll say something and then I'll finish it with just saying, which takes the edge of it. So I might say, Graham, you have a face like a bulldog chewing a wasp, but just saying. Okay. Like the just saying bit makes the uh, insult that little bit better. And is it important to drop the NG, to make the NG silent? I just just try and make that sound like I'm not as educated as I actually am. Oh, okay. Just saying. Yeah. And what about people who finish other people's sentences? sentences? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, is that a bad habit, do you think, or is that a good habit? No, I always think it comes across as, please hurry up and shut up. (laughs) Well, the the trouble is, I'm occasionally with people, quite good friends, and they've got Quite good friends. Well, real friends, Graham, aren't they? They were really good friends. Not they're quite good. (laughs) Until I started doing this. Now they're going down the friendship slope, or rather I am, because they will talk so gappy. They'll say, oh, I went down to the town yesterday and... You think to yourself, I know what you're going to say, so I'll just say it for you, because I've got my life to live here while you pause forever. So I'll finish their sentences. sentences. Or in fact, I'll sometimes lead their sentences. In fact, I'm wondering, what is that film where the bloke's living two lives? Perhaps there isn't my friend there. Perhaps I'm just talking to yourself. (laughs) Talking to yourself. There's another habit. There's another little one. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't finish sentences. I talk to myself. I stand corrected. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) Chris will do the whole long pause thing, but it's usually because she's got a phone in her hand and she's been distracted by something that's come through usually a cat video <laughs> or something like that so yeah. she'll go she'll say oh I, I must tell you this it's really important I went to the shops and oh look oh that's cute isn't it one ball of wool and I was like really really <laughs> like I have nothing better to do than stand here watching you watch a video yeah which is fascinating by the way yeah long pause I always used to think that was sort of some Cherokee chief <laughs> <laughs> but apparently not. It's just another habit. Yeah, it's just a habit. I'm not keen on that one at all. But, but at the end of the day, Graham. <laughs> and we synchronised our butts. We did. We synchronised <laughs> our butts. And honestly, people who say, in all honesty, in all or honesty, honestly, are they really telling the not, truth? Not good, is it? They're not telling the truth. It's like saying, honestly, Graham, that lottery ticket you gave me, it wasn't the winning numbers, but I just so happened to find enough money to buy this new mansion. What about the lack of originality when people quote things, such as, oh, we don't do politics or religion? That's what they say. Mm. So is that veering towards a habit that people will always say that when you're about to have a conversation? There are certain phrases that certain friends will repeat, and you think, you've said that loads of times, or like jokes, like little jokes. So one of my cousins will say... This is uh, my wife, the current Mrs Ellis. And he says that all the time. The first time round, it was really funny. By take 75, (laughs) (laughs) I was struggling. Just out of interest, not on topic, how many wives has he had? Only one. Oh, okay. There's not even a bigamy type of issue there that I can cling to (laughs) for some sort of comedy error. Well, I'm not that tall, so I've often wished I had a bigamy. Luckily, uh, his wife drinks a lot, so she doesn't remember the imagine. amount of times he says it. So what do you think's your worst habit? Um, what's my worst habit? What's my worst habit? Would you like me to help? <laughs> no, I think I can do this on my own. You're, we're dangerously I, close I, to I, my I, friend. I do like a good moan. Yeah. I am a moaner. Oh, the Disney character. <laughs> no, that's Moana. Oh, yes, yeah, Moana. My mistake. I'm making <laughs> no, a lot I like, of them. No, I like a moan. So I think as I get older, I enjoy moaning a lot more than perhaps I should do. So I stood in dog poo three times the other day. 
There's a trick to that. There is a trick to that. At the end of the whole experience, I thought, my dogs are doing this on purpose. Was it your dogs? It's my my own dog poo. Oh, my goodness. Homegrown dog poo. (laughs) I was was picking up one, stepped in two, then went to turn around to go, oh, for God's sake, stepped in three. Whoa. (laughs) This is after I'd washed my shoes three times. So you washed them after each tread? Yes, yes. Okay. This took half a day, Graham. This was was half a day's worth of poo. This is where my interest in dancing steps come in. Were they all um, heel or were some of them toe? They were all (laughs) (laughs) cha-cha. Or sole. Hey, hey, mama. But I moaned about it, so that was half a day gone in the poo incident. Yeah. I got at least three days worth of whinging out of that. I can imagine. It'd be better if you hadn't bothered washing them, really. A lot more moaning from other people would have come Oh, yeah, and the... Oh, no. People can't can't stand the smell of dog poo. Well, why would they? Don't see Yankee we... Candles going, I've got a great idea for a Christmas scent. Oh, to dog bottom. Not so much moaning or habits, but I've got to tell this story based on what you've just said. When Jill went into a meeting with 30 people, she was unaware that the cats had peed on her boots. And during the meeting, she became aware, oh gosh, it smells like cat pee. And as she's checking down, she's still vaguely damp where the cat had peed that morning. Other people started saying, what's that smell? And of course, Jill was now aware that it was her boots. <laughs> Very embarrassing. <laughs> when When people smell. Smelling badly, that's a bad habit? That's a, that's or is that... That's a lack of hygiene, Graham. So that's a lack of habit. That's, that's a, please, that's a habit you should start. That's yeah. a positive habit, washing. So that person is habitless. Habit. Is there oh, such a word? Know. Without habit. Without habit. That's the nuns again, aren't we? (laughs) Hang on, I'll just check my phone. I might have got a text message. Help me. (laughs) Most bad habits, though, are things like biting your nails, picking your nose, picking your feet. I knew a girl at school who ate her own hair. No. (laughs) No. No, did she? um, That's a step too far. Was it a (laughs) moustache or something? No, it was her own hair. You know, like long hair. She'd pull it round and chew on it and then eat it. Yeah, I can imagine that then. I don't want to imagine it. It was disgusting. No. I think chewing fingernails is pretty common for people, aren't they? Lots of cures suggested, I've heard over the years, sort of, uh, you know, put margarine or butter on them or whatever, depending how posh you are. That's buttered fingers. That's right. Apparently it stops you chewing your fingernails, but you Because it keeps develop... slipping out of your mouth, you can't get a grip on them. <laughs> yeah, you develop the habit of sucking your fingers, <laughs> which is not a lot better, is it? That's not uncomfortable. No. <laughs> on a commuter train, sucking your fingers. The habit I've occasionally had is when I'm thinking, oh, oh, you're too fat, and I think, stop eating so many snacks, and I make myself a nice cuppa, and there's a packet of biscuits. I mean, come on. If the biscuit pack is there, I can't resist. Or if there are cakes in the house, or if I know there's a bag of crisps. I'm a snacker. I go through terrible internal problems thinking, don't do it. Now, is that a habit? Well, I think it's the buying of the cakes and the sweets and the biscuits in the first place. Oh, no, I don't so do that. So I've, I've found that when I come to your house, which I'm now doing on a regular basis, mm-hmm. sometimes you're in, sometimes you're not, you'll just miraculously appear with cupcakes, biscuits, and I've turned up with Haribos and gummy bears and stuff like that and we've eaten those. Today, I've turned up with Twiglets, like we're going to starve to death in this box all day. I don't know why I put food in my bag every time I come out, but I do do that. I do pay for it sometimes. Okay. But you often will buy cakes and biscuits and then when they're in the house, like your inner Graham is saying, make a cup of tea and it'll justify half a packet of biscuits. Yeah, but it's a bad habit. So stop making tea. That's the best thing. Just stop making tea. Save the biscuits. I wonder if gaffer tape could possibly help. (laughs) Having your jaw wired. Such a useful product. That'd work.
But it is things that sort of run hand in hand. So you're having a cup of tea and a biscuit. Come six o'clock, I'm having a glass of wine. It's, like, yeah. it's almost like that is the socially acceptable alarm clock for alcoholics. This is the thing, isn't it? I mean, you've got obviously popular habits of yesteryear, not so popular now, smoking and so on. Yeah, you used to have a drink. You'd have a drinks trolley. You'd set it up. You'd a have a martini. Trolley. Well, they would. My grandma had a drinks trolley. Yeah, she comes garage. from the south, I'm guessing, south she of England, does yeah. she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, from the north. You wouldn't have a drinks trolley. You'd have no. a flask or something. No. Or a no, vat. You'd have a jacket with a bottle in it, in the pocket. It's amazing how Ernest and Julio travels. <laughs> no, my grandma would have a drinks trolley and the drinks Wonderful. trolley would be wheeled out at six o'clock and we'd have martinis or a glass of wine or a glass of sherry. Goodness Four me. o'clock was tea and a biscuit. Yeah. Eleven for elevensies, you'd have a cup of tea at yeah. eleven in the morning and then at four o'clock, a cup of tea and a biscuit. Usually a ginger snap or a shortbread of sorts and then six o'clock you'd get absolutely wrecked on Marty. <laughs> this is a wonderful oh, world. my spirited sherry. And that's where we've gone wrong. The habits have gone out of control. Well, it was when... socially acceptable. It was it was almost a daily timetable. Yeah. So in the South, with these lovely habits, you didn't have to have a cup of tea out of hours, as I have. Mm. You, were, you were having a cup of tea and biscuit uh, willy-nilly. Yeah, I'm random. I knew exactly where I stood on that. Okay, so the opposite to a habit is just random behaviour. Yeah, well, you ran them. Thank you. I have a schedule. You can call me Zorro. Well, El Zorro for our Spanish podcast listeners. <laughs> exactly. Don't worry, Auntie Ella, I'm keeping it in there. But, yeah, that was perfectly normal to have a drink at six. Now we have a drink at five. So, and people say, oh, you were saying to me earlier, weren't you, about your friend that came out at 4.30 and you said, do you want to have a drink expecting tea or coffee? Mm. And they thought you were cracking a bottle of something open. Exactly. Started talking about the yard arm. <laughs> people do that and they say, um, it's six o'clock somewhere. Six o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Like Margaritaville, six o'clock somewhere. Oh, don't say margarita too loud, even though we're in a soundproof room. People are running into horse and drink trolley. Are you having a margarita? It's only 20 past 12, six o'clock somewhere. So is habitual related to the word habit, do you reckon? I think so. I'm not I'm not an expert. I don't have my thesaurus wide open. You made a ma- habit of that. I wouldn't. Yeah. Who, who makes a habit of having a thesaurus wide open? It's like know, doing yeah. your homework on time. That never happened. Well, Mr Pengelly, my... Uh, who is Mr. Pengelly now? <laughs> well, he's still Mr. Pengelly, I imagine. Uh, Mr. Pengelly, as was and as is, no doubt, he used to have a habit of picking his nose. But uh, the habit, he seemed to think it was perfectly okay because he'd always use a cotton handkerchief. But it's still not good to see somebody, for the best part of, I don't know, 20 minutes, picking their nose. You're sort of thinking, is this what happens to us all as we get no, older? No, it, it does doesn't. not. It doesn't. I've learned it was just Mr. Pengelly. That's a generational thing, having a cotton and handkerchief. As science has moved on and we know <laughs> that hoarding your snot in your pocket for days is no longer considered hygienic okay. and can make tuberculosis awful. <laughs> but I see people on the train in the morning, commuters, and they think that picking their nose, they've got an invisible wall around them. There was a woman this morning, she was excavating for Britain. <laughs> There's 200 of us in a packed carriage and she thought, you know what, this is the perfect moment for me to find out whether or not my nasal cavity and my brain are attached. She was in there for hours and then when she finished, she started on her ears. <laughs> her ears. Her ears. Just, her ears, nose. Oh, it was revolting. Absolutely revolting. And there's nowhere for me to go because you're trapped in this packed carriage. So it's almost like there's nowhere else you can look. I had a front seat view of Mrs. Pengelly excavating. Could you have just started 
going um and rocking backwards and forwards would that have helped at I all? did start Eyes to closed. make uh, throat clearing noises did which, you? yeah similar to sort of like a little <coughs> gag <laughs> <laughs> that's another habit isn't it people who clear their throat I had a business partner stop once. saying the word habit <laughs> I ha- it's turning into it's one it's really Is annoying it? <laughs> I had a business partner once who would forever be clearing his throat for no reason. It was just a habit. Was this for the um, <coughs> knitted swimming trunks business that, that went under? It, it might have been. Yeah, couldn't say afloat that one. We'll go back. I'm sure it'll work one day when people catch up with these ideas. There are nervous habits for throat clearing, mm-hmm. which I understand. Some people get very stressed and your throat contracts and you need to clear. But my Uncle John used to do it as a bit of a service to let you know he'd entered the room. Whenever he entered a room, you'd get... <laughs> and then when he'd sit when he'd sit in front of the telly, if he wanted some attention, he'd do this sort of thing again. But it got to the stage where if anyone had a little coughing fit in our house, we'd say, you're right there, Uncle John. Do it all the time. It was quite graphic. You could hear fluids. Oh. <laughs> not, not from your grandma's trolley. No. That was Sherry. This podcast is brought to you by Media Music in association with Mac Entertainment.